Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Folks, there's a new sheriff in town in SmackDown for the blue brand, and his name is Bruce Pritchard, folks. Bruce Pritchard in as the new head of creative, the executive producer, whatever you want to call him, for the SmackDown brand. Eric Bischoff, not only is he out of that position, but he is also out of the WWE. Wow, you know, just a few months ago, we were celebrating the fact that Eric Bischoff was finally making his return, you know, making his return to the WWE, making his return to the good graces. Makes you wonder... What is going on? What's happening? That's what, you know, really looking forward to seeing uh, down the line the story of why was Bischoff released. Knowing him and Conrad, they would probably make it put on a Patreon. So you're going to have to pay a little extra for it to find out or go to the StarCast, which he has already been booked nonetheless. So that's going to be interesting. But I'm very interested to see what the WWE is going to do under the Bruce Pritchard era, you know. Here's a guy who was Vince McMahon's right-hand man for so many years. Vince McMahon's go-to guy, you know, when we kind of got a sneak peek, a look inside of how Vince McMahon thinks was his mindset going into things when you think about the Something to Wrestle With podcast, a podcast that you know, shout out to Conrad Thompson. We got to call for what it is. Conrad made us care about Bruce Pritchard. For the younger fans, they didn't know about Brother Love. You know, but Bruce Pritchard and getting those stories behind the scenes. Why was things booked a certain way? We got that. And then we thought it was going to end. Let's be real. A lot of us, I know I did, thought, hey, you know what? Congratulations. Bruce Pritchard's going back to the WWE. They had a great run. But no, they're keeping it going. So I'm interested to see what, um, how he's going to be running things on SmackDown, how the show's going to look, what we, you know, we kind of have an idea of the way he do things. So are we going to see the Pritchard touch? That's what, you know, um, you, some things you can just say, you know what, that's something Bruce Pritchard would have did. That's something he, uh, did, you know, just like I said, just listen to the podcast. Um, so, I wonder what went wrong with Eric Bischoff, but, you know, I'm kind of excited to see the way things are going to go with Bruce Pritchard, especially considering that the WWE is on Fox, you know. He doesn't necessarily have the biggest sports mind, not the biggest sports fan, so I wonder how that's going to work, how 
will he um, work as far as, you know, understanding to do things, you know, when the executives call for a sports like segment, you know, will there be any pushback? So those are the things I'm interested in, folks. So let me know what you think. Tweet me at Brian H. Waters. Um, you know, you should already be subscribed right here on the Wrestling Realm. But, you know, I got a heavy show stack for you tonight. So I'm going to get right into it. Well, I already did. But you know what? Now it's time for the top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. All right. So the top rope this week, ladies and gentlemen, WWE introduces a new segment called WWE Backstage. Sorry, a new show exclusively on Fox Sports 1. Um, this show is kind of like a sports debate show. It kind of has that same format. Uh, for those who, you know, I'll go ahead and say, yeah, I used to work at ESPN, the four letter. I was there at a time when Jamie Horowitz was there, the guy who created that first take, the cold, well, it started with cold pizza, but in the first take, the numbers never lie, which eventually became his and hers, that format of two people sit on a panel, they pick subjects, they debate them back and forth, or they discuss them back and forth, we saw that, he would go ahead, leave ESPN after one quick stop, would go to Fox Sports for a little bit, that's where Skip Bayless, the host of Undisputed, would go there and create their show. Um, Jamie Harvest has since moved on, but you know, Fox Sports 1, they have uh, Undisputed. They have First Things First. They have um, the other show with, um, you know, with Jason Whitlock. So, um, but now they have a wrestling show and it's called WWE Backstage. This is, you know, they're pretty much doing what we've been doing, except... It's with the wrestlers. Um, I almost called her Renee Bouquette. Renee Young, you know, she was Renee Bouquette. In, uh, she was going by her shoot name when she was in her home country of Canada. And, and that's where I discovered her. Um, well, first I should say found out about her was when her and this guy, Arto Cow, who used to work for the WWE briefly, they were on a show together right after wrestling. Renee would make appearances. I was one of my favorite podcasts, former um, WWE referee Jimmy Corderas was uh, also a co-host on there. But, um, you know, a lot of people say, I saw on the internet, a lot of people like Renee Young in this role. She was joined by Paige, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T, and I'm going to go ahead and say the future Hall of Famer Christian. I really like this show because... Even though, like I said, we do this uh, as sport wrestling podcasters, such as myself and a, n- a number of others, we sit here, we talk about, we pick subjects and we talk about them. Um, but to see this on a WWE stage, just like kind of embracing it. So I'm interested to see how this goes along. From my understanding, they're taking a break and they'll come in full force in November. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting that the show drew over 600,000 viewers. Now, let me put some perspective because look at what type of show it is. Like I said, it's kind of like that debate or as we, I guess they call it magazine shows, right? Um, but then people may say, oh, but it's not drawing over a million people. That's what wrestling fans would think, right? The sports debate shows that come on in the morning, a win is when they get over 200,000. <coughs> Excuse me. A win is when they get over 200,000 viewers. 
you know, I was doing my research, and to my understanding from what I found, getting over 200,000 viewers, that's considered a win. You know, first, um, Undisputed generally gets around 100,000 plus. For them to draw over 600,000, I understand it's the difference between morning and the evening. thought this was incredible, especially going up against game spot four of the National League Championship Series. I'll close out game at that. So that was incredible. Um, and then there was other television shows and pop culture. So, um, but one of the things that was great about this, the crossover appeal, immediately, right out of the gate, they brought on one of my fa- my favorite Oriole of all time, now plays with the Diamondbacks, Adam Jones. Adam Jones made his appearance on there. And what I thought was really cool was the promo school where he had um, interacted with Booker T in a promo. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. Adam Jones promo on WWE Backstage was better than a lot of wrestlers that I've seen in the business who's been doing this for years. I felt it was believable. He didn't scream too much. And I like how... They judged him on his promo, but it wasn't like, oh, he didn't come off as cheesy. He didn't come off as he had to yell to get his point across. So I thought that was really good. And I'm being, maybe I'm being biased. No, I'm not. I've been watching wrestling all my life, you know. So, you know, I've been fortunate enough to talk wrestling with Adam Jones uh, time. So I thought that was cool to see him on there. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing who else they go bring on there. You know, with NFL players, you know, because everybody is my boy. And I said everybody was a wrestling fan at one point in time. So, um, but yeah, WWE Backstage, I definitely recommend you check it out when it comes on. Um, It's good stuff. One of the things they did, they broke news on the show. Triple H broke the news that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, who were originally drafted to Raw one by one, was traded as a team to SmackDown for some future picks. So, congratulations to them. So, but I'm going to go ahead and no, you know what? I still got time, right? Well, you know, I'm looking at the time and I got some time. So, guess what? I'm going to go ahead and do the tapped out this week. Here's our tapped out segment of the week. Oh, the tapped out, the tapped out, the tapped out. Man, this week, it's Seth freaking Rollins. It's because of his tweet. If you watch, if you was on Twitter this week, you would have saw that Rollins, I want to say had the nerve. Yes, I said it. He had the nerve to tweet about, and I'm going to go ahead and put it on your screens here. So somebody discussed the Hell in a Cell match, right? And, like I said, perhaps one of the worst endings I've ever seen in the WWE. Mind you, I've been watching wrestling for 33 years. And, yes, I'm 33 years old. I've been watching it my entire life. I've seen some great endings. I've seen some incredible finishes. But then I've seen some really bad ones. This one was really bad. Um, You know, somebody asked about the ref stoppage. And Rollins tweeted, correction, it ended in a ref stoppage. When a body isn't moving, the official has to make the right call. Okay, come on, man. Who are you fooling? This is professional wrestling. We're not stupid. We understand it's not a shoot. 
you know, and you're going against the fiend, especially what happened afterwards. So then the person at Vaughn Whistler quote tweeted Rollins with a gif of the Undertaker throwing Mick Foley through the cage. When he did that, Rollins replied, I imagine Mick and Taker might have liked the ref to stop the match there. Might have added a few more years to Mick's incredible career. Just a thought. First of all, that is irresponsible as hell for him to say that. We all know the sacrifices Mick Foley made. Not just in this match, but in so many other matches. There's no reason that Seth Rollins, who isn't a doctor, should be out there making these type of guesses. Because it's not an educated guess. Shouldn't be making these type of guesses. Admit it, Rollins. The match was terrible. The ending, well, the match was decent, but the ending was terrible. Just own up to it. Don't say anything. And this is the guy who's the universal champion, but always gets his feelings involved. And this is what makes it so hard for me to take him seriously. So that's the tapped out this week. We can go right into, you know, what else would happen with Rollins. This official Seth Rollins versus the Fiend at Crown Jewel for the universal championship, even though the Fiend was drafted to SmackDown. So to me, that's a dead giveaway that he's going to lose the match. But on Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins burned down the Firefly Funhouse. And, um, yeah, so, you know, and then him and Wyatt exchanged a few tweets. I'm just, uh, just not a fan, man. I'm just not a fan. It just really, it doesn't make that much sense to me. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not one of the greatest things. Um, so, yeah, I've. I just wasn't a huge fan of this. So, I mean, Seth Rollins, I've said it time and time again. I know some people agree. Some people don't. Seth Rollins is boring me as universal champion. This is a guy who I was happy when he was WWE champion. And I was was not ready for him to lose it, even though he, you know, got injured. But now this universal title run has just been boring. So, I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. So, more content from the wrestling realm coming up. The creative process seems to be the topic of choice in professional wrestling. With that being said, the wrestling realm would like you to know that as far as the creative process is concerned, we would never do anything to disrespect or disregard each other's ideas when it comes out to putting the best product for the wrestling realm. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, Monday Night Raw, we crown new WWE Tag Team Champions. And their name are the War Raiders. Or the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Excuse me. Man, so, reason why I said that, at one point they was War Machine. Shout out to the Shark, because I know he's going to always call them that. Um, but yeah, they were the. it was War Machine and... Um, Excuse me. It was War Machine in NX uh, in Ring of Honor, and they were former. I believe they won the Ring of Honor Tag Champions and IWGP Tag Team Championships. Um, 
but then they would become, um, yeah, then they would, you know, come to NXT, they became the War Raiders. And then they would later on become, um, you know, they they brought them up, named them the Viking Experience. No, so, yeah, they weren't really our tag team champions. Uh, they named them the Viking Experience, which a lot of people just didn't like. Um, even, you know, it was just, it was so bad, so bad, that WWE changed it and named them the Viking Raiders um, and named their finisher the Viking Experience. So, something to get used to, uh, but nonetheless... They let their wrestling and their hard-hitting action do the talking. Can't uh, escape the fact that they're agile. And I'll always say, shout out to the real Dwayne Allen, who wrote an article about them. And Dwayne doesn't write that much. But he wrote an article about these guys back in 2014, where he said, look, these are the guys. Oh, maybe it's 2015. But he was like, these are the guys. Um, and show enough, they liked it, retweeted, etc. And now these guys are WWE Raw Tag Team Champions, reaching the ultimate pinnacle of professional wrestling, winning the tag team titles in the big league. So shout out to them. Uh, and it was a, it was a good match. You you just had that feeling, and that's the thing I like about tag team wrestling. A lot of times, sometimes you can just tell. Like now I remember when the Usos won the titles the first time on Raw, or even the night. Um, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho beat the two-man power trip. When a great tag team match is happening, sometimes you just get that feeling like, wait, we're about to get new tag team champions here. So um, that's what happened. So shout out to them. Um, they beat uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, who would later get drafted to SmackDown. So um, Monday Night Raw, we saw round two. Uh, well, night two of the draft. Uh, so some of the key takeaways, of course, Brock and Seth, they're staying where they are. Charlotte Flair is going to Monday Night Raw. So you knew if she was going to Raw, you knew who else was coming, right? Andrade, he's on Monday Night Raw. New Day, staying on SmackDown, but they kept them together. Like I said last week or last episode, I was kind of hoping they separated Kofi Kingston and put him on Monday Night Raw. I just hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Uh, Daniel Bryan staying on SmackDown. He was another one I was kind of hoping maybe, but I think, you know, him being a face that Fox wants to do something with the Yes movement. Um, so we shall see. Alistair Black's on Monday Night Raw now. and He had a match. I don't know what they're going to do with him. We're going to see. I just don't see them using him that much. Um, but yeah, Carmella, R-Truth getting split up. Carmella's on SmackDown. R-Truth is on Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah, so uh, King Corbin, now he's on SmackDown. So those are like some of your big um, moves and big takeaways from Night 2. Uh, then they had uh, the free agents. So free agents had in the Raw, in case you didn't notice. Um, no Way Jose, Mojo Riley, uh, Hawkins and Ryder. The Iconics and Sarah Logan all had the Monday Night Raw, while the Superstars had the SmackDown. My girl Dana Brooke, so that's huge. Drake Maverick, Cesaro, Luke Harper, and Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. They will be on Friday Night SmackDown. Of course, of course, of course, Fox wanted Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. So... The draft. Here's what I'm most excited about. You know, we got Randy Orton on Monday Night Raw. 
This is, I want to see Randy Orton. I put a quote tweet out there. Put the Universal Championship on him. I know a lot of people feel he's boring. Guess what? You can't get no more boring than Seth Rollins. But I do think Randy Orton as a heel, he can kind of get what we need out of Seth Rollins. He can give us those matches that'll be like, okay, now I want to watch Seth Rollins. At least for me personally. But yeah, put the time. I know people up there talking about some things he said on Twitch. I don't know who he was talking to. You know, it, it's whatever. Um, that's not my concern. But Eric Rowan on Monday Night Raw. I hope they keep the momentum going with him. Please do not water him down. Really would love to see Eric Rowan keep the momentum that he has built on SmackDown. Um, I know him and Luke Harper lost the uh, Reigns and um, Daniel Bryan. But nonetheless... He was presented as a monster, and I really hope that we see that monster continue. Uh, Bobby Lashley <laughs> and Rusev are staying on Raw, so we know this feud is going to continue. This past Monday, we saw Lashley giving Lana a nice hands-on spa date. So, you know, that was they they really pushing it here. I don't know. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to leave it that one. But, um... Yeah, let's move on to AEW this week. Uh, Cody Rhodes, they had a series of vignettes at full gear. He will take on Chris Jericho for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Now, they're putting this in to make you believe that Cody could do it. Cody could leave Baltimore as your new AEW champion. You know, they had Brandy in there. She One of the things I like, they started off with him. Uh, her run down like his agenda and the media calls, all the stuff he has to do just to show like, yes, he's going for the title, but as an executive vice president, he has a lot of other things he has to do. But we saw he was locked in and focused on Chris Jericho. And then when she talks, she says she knows that she's going to lose him for a little bit right now because he's so focused on that title. This is the thing he has to win. They showed uh, DDP and MJF and Cody's mom. So I thought this was done very well. Very high quality production. Great job, TNT. I'm I'm excited for this match. Um, you know, I've said this before. I'm upset that I'm not going to be in Baltimore at the time. Because otherwise, I would be there. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be on and popping. So, um, but moving on to the show. We saw Santina and, um, Santana and Ortiz pick up a win. Early and then they challenged the Young Bucks to a tag team title match. Santina, Santana, I don't know why I keep saying Santina. Santana and Ortiz, of course, are a part of the inner circle led by Chris Jericho, but they challenged the Young Bucks. So that's, um, I had to step away so I didn't finish the whole show, but I wouldn't be, I'm pretty sure they're going to accept the challenge. Why wouldn't they? Uh, but Rio took on Britt Baker. She retained her title. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know, wasn't the greatest match on SmackDown. You, I mean, SmackDown. On NXT, you had Ayusha um, Rai, and she was taking care of business. You know, so. But I know a lot of people online really didn't care for this match. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll see. We'll see what happens. Who she's going to defend the title against at full gear. Uh, on NXT, the Undisputed Era attacked the Velveteen Dream, and they sent a message to 
Tommaso Ciampa, who had his return match, victorious, first match um, injury. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, to, uh, they sent the message to them and sent the message to Finn Balor. So, which I got to go back and check out what Balor had to say. Um, like I said, I had to step out. Uh, but I do know that uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, um I, I, just, I just messed up his name. Y'all know, but they had a match. Winner takes on, uh, winner challenges for the North American Championship. There was interference. Therefore, I believe it's a triple threat match coming up. Um, so wow, you know, but NXT, you know, this week, this is the week where I'm seeing NXT and AEW kind of take that step back and we're going to see what the shows are really going to be. It's not, it wasn't like the first week where it was like a pay-per-view one versus pay-per-view two. Now nah, we're going to get your weekly television and now you'll see which show you really want to watch, which one you watch now, which one you watch later, you know. Um, but the, in the beginning, SCU uh, took on the best friends, but before the match, they were attacked by the Lucha Brothers who took out Christopher Daniels. Um, and in the end, it was, um, you know, it was, it was SCU advancing. So Scorpio Sky was inserted into the match. The Lucha Brothers also advanced later on in the night. Um, we also have a new IWGP United States champion, and his name is Lance Hoyt. You guys may know, John Moxley was forced to relinquish the title, and therefore, New Japan crowned a new champion this past week. So, um, more than that. And then, you know, some news in wrestling. <laughs> Maria Manic is getting a WWE Performance Center trial. Shout out to Maria. Um, I called the match when she won the WSU Tag Team Championship single-handedly defeating, um, I'm their names just escaped me. Um, but it's Eddie McQueen and Rick, um, Rick Cataldo. Um, but yeah, Maria Manic, she's a, getting her WWE trial. So good luck to her. She signed with ROH for six months and didn't wrestle one single match. I was there at Best in the World when she came out there, made an impressive debut, impressive appearance, but they didn't use her. So I don't know what's up with that one. Um, but you know what? It's time for the tapped out. Actually, you know what? Let's go to break and then we'll come back with the tapped out. I know exactly what uh, what the heck we need. What is this? What do you mean with that? Because look, what does it look like? Bro, you said what is this? You said you wanted some something big and possess and stuff. No, not, not this. This ain't it. No, no, bro, trust no, me. Trust no. Me. bro, trust me. You're not listening to me. Trust me. This is good. I'm, Ready? No, here's what we need. What? You know oh. what we need? The wrestling realm is styling oh and profiling God. all over the internet wrestling no, community. Bro, bro wait. No. Bro, this is. I don't, listen, I don't care. You can leave all you want, bro. Listen. Diamonds are forever! Woo! And so is the wrestling realm. Woo! The limousine riding, jet firing, Rolex wearing. Diamond ring wearing. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you are tuned in each and every week to break it down with Brian H. 
Uh, like I said, you know, right now, I'm going to come to you twice a week. And I'm also working on getting some interviews. So that would be cool, too, you know. And if somebody out there that wants to be on a show or wants to be, sorry, you have an interview request, slide in the DMs at Brian H. Waters. Let me know. So, time for the Tapped Out this week. Here's our Tapped Out segment of the week. So, my Tapped Out, I tried again, folks. I tried again. I just couldn't do it. I ain't gonna say I couldn't do it. It just wasn't, it's not it. It's not the move for me. And that's NWA Power. Um... So I was talking to my brother, Glenn Thomas, right? We're talking about NWA. And I said, Glenn, I tried to give it a second chance. Because everybody keeps telling me, uh, well, you you don't remember when wrestling was shot like that. Or you don't remember. It's, you call it cheesy because it's just not your cup of tea. I understand that part. But they would say stuff like, oh, well, you know, you, you just don't remember that time. I get it. Um, and my DVD is on the other side of the camera. But, you know, I watched some Mid-South stuff, and that was that time. I liked it. Like I said before, it was in the 80s, and you know. But the thing I didn't like about NWA Power was the fact that you had these guys just going over the top. The, the, it felt cheesy. I, 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 it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like they were, like, really... In a few, it felt like, yeah, because I'm going to come out there and I'm going to slam you. I'm going to pick you up and slam you down. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like, you know what? You know, I have an issue with this person. I have an issue. I don't mind the, like the studio wrestling. Sorry, let me look at it from a different eye. Studio wrestling, that's cool. Even like I said, I didn't care for, but you know, I didn't mind it this week was leaving the ring, going right over to the promo section. But it was the way it was cut. It was interacting with that host. And then the way they was talking to him, to me, just didn't make that much sense. It was just, it felt cheesy. But that's just me, nonetheless. Um, you know, so, but, you know, here's some takeaways from the show. James Storm, he's the national, NWA national champion, but he wants the NWA World Championship. Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow. Has returned to wrestling. Said when he found out what the NWA was doing, he had to be a part of it. I like that. I like this guy. Everybody knows that I've been a fan of his. Um, you know, well when he was in the WWE, um, just his style, the way he took his character, the Damian Sandow character was so entertaining. So, uh, Mr. Kennedy was there, or Mr. Anderson. Yeah, he was on there too in Cabana. Uh, but shout out to uh, Allison K. She took on Ashley Box. I was actually watching that match with my four-year-old daughter, and my daughter loved the match. Uh, she was rooting for Ashley Box. A little disappointed she lost, but you know I really enjoyed that match. Um, and that was a point that to me felt like the best promo afterwards. After she left out there, she said, "Look, yeah, you did well, but you ain't well enough to come after my title." Didn't feel like she was going over the top. Didn't feel like she was being cheesy. It felt real. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so, you know, that's just me. That's where I'm at with that one. Um, I'm probably going to be debuting a new segment because, you know, I was on here on the Internet. And I said, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter and, or just over the Internet that I come across. Um, this past week. 
Uh, you know, I was listening to the R. Anderson podcast. And I want to know what you guys think about that. I personally don't know. You know, so right now I think Pritchard has over 100 episodes. Bischoff probably has over 100. I can see myself listening to that many episodes from those guys. I don't know if I really care how much I want to hear from Arn Anderson. Maybe once they get in this WWE producing stuff, but I'm not sure. Um, Jim Ross, I still could take some things I want to hear him talk about. The night we lost Owen. That was a hard listen, but it was something I wanted to hear from his perspective. Um, and there's some other things, you know, I had to get caught up on my podcast game. So, you know, um, but, you know, one of the things that was interesting this week, too, as I'm looking on Twitter, I see uh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair are exchanging words. These are the two that are looking to challenge Shayna Baszler. Along with, I, I, why can't I say her name? <laughs> I can say it when I'm not on the air. I, 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 y'all know what I'm trying to say. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize late night. But, um, you know, Rhea Ripley tweeting at Bianca Belair. You have failed many times to win gold where I ran through three fantastic competitors on my first goal. I am the first ever NXT UK champion. Where are you? You are the greatest EST failure. And Bianca Belair put an IDGA. I I, I know it translates to something. I'm pretty sure the internet will translate what it means. Um, But I know it just stands with I don't give up. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and this, there's so much to this, you know, just because, you, you know, they, I love this. I love this about wrestling is the fact that they will go back and forth on social media. That's the beauty of it. Are they going to do that in the NWA? We'll see. I would think they are. I know probably Cornette would rather they not. What he said, uh, 80s wrestling by, done by people who weren't born in the 80s. Yeah. Um, I like I like the wrestling that's done by people born in the 80s. Shout out to AEW. I like the wrestling that's not done by people born in the 80s. Shout out to WWE. Uh, or I should say created. Uh, um, but yeah, now it's time. You know what I'm bringing it at the end of the show. I know we had our standalone show and maybe, just maybe I'll clip it off on YouTube. We'll see. But it's time to bring it back a part of the end of Bring It Down with Brian H., and that is Wrestling for the Culture. It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. So, Wrestling for the Culture this week. Got to give a huge shout out to one of my boys, one of my good friends, my good brother. I missed this last week, so I'm going to bring it up this week. The new USA main event wrestling heavyweight champion. And his name is The Mac. Shout out to my boy Keith Mac winning his uh, championship, the new USA main event. Wrestling heavyweight champion. The party era begins. Hashtag they put me on. Hashtag party to the people. So shout out to Keith. That was, like I said, that's my boy. We, you know, we wish to work together and watch some wrestling together while at work. So, you know, you always get appreciate, you know, when you meet a wrestler fan, it's always love. Instant shout out to my brother. I'm proud of you, man. Uh, make sure you check out my interview with him right here on the Wrestling Realm channels. Just go into the interview tabs on the YouTube channel and you can see where we talked about his career and, you know, just 
being a wrestling fan as well as being a wrestler in the business. Um, now, you know, Black Gold, this is presented by the Black Wrestling Alliance on Instagram. We're going to start off with the British Bruiser Rampage Brown becoming the new Rev Pro Undisputed Tag Team Champion. We won the championships with the great O'Carm. Together, they is known as, they are known as the Legion. And then we go over to the reality of wrestling where the cowboy hunter Brian Keith shocked the world, becoming a new reality of wrestling champion. Or as we say, as Booker T says, the new The Row champion. A uh, man like Darice has also become a double champion after becoming the new British wrestling underground champion. Then we move on. Shogun Chris Logan is the new Rocket Pro wrestling heavyweight champion and then there's a wrestler known as bishop and he's your new rocky mountain pro heavyweight champion and last but certainly not least malik logan became the new iwe main live wire champion so congratulations to the wrestlers of color doing their thing, winning championships. Make sure you check out the Black Wrestling Alliance. And then we're going to stay right there with them because my man A. Dazzle went over to a historic event called Everything Pattern. And this was, as he described, as a sold-out crowd witness history as over 20 pro wrestlers of ethnic minority made up the full card, including a referee. Some of the best the UK has to offer, first the men's and female singles, intergender and tag team matches made all of it a super show. Also, I want you guys to go to Black Wrestling Alliance Instagram page. Make sure you check out, he's been doing the um, British black wrestlers highlighting some of them. We know about the ones right here in the United States, you know, um, but there's a lot out there overseas that, you know, I didn't know about. So it's a great time to be educated. So make sure you check that out. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up this week. Like I said, I know it's a lot covered. Um, it's been a while since I've done a show this long. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I appreciate each and everybody Checking in, tuning in each and every week. Um, like I said, coming at you twice a week now, uh, being taped on Sundays and Wednesdays, uh, or maybe Saturdays sometimes, maybe Friday nights. We'll see. Uh, but definitely tune in after SmackDown, uh, cause, you know, SmackDown should be great. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I keep saying, but yeah, make sure you tune in, subscribe to the Wrestle Room. You can subscribe on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I've been doing the numbers. I see my Apple fans out there taking, you know, they listening. I appreciate y'all. Where my Spotify fans at? Where my Google Podcast fans? Y'all out there too. But you know, I can get some more. Um, you know, I, I listen to my, you know, I listen to my own show on Spotify sometimes at my desktop, but I might listen to it on Apple in my car. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out the show. You can download it. Tell a friend. To check out Break It Down with Brian H. Let me know when you recommended a friend. Let me know when you listed. You know, it's really cool when I go to the shows and I meet people and they say, hey man, I really enjoy your podcast. Shout out 
to the world the way that Alpha designing this and all the shirts that we have, the millions and millions of t-shirts. Man, he won't stop designing shirts. <laughs> Not that I want him to. Um, but, um, you know, it's really cool. I was at AEW and I saw a couple of people said that they listened to the show. So I thank you. Tweet at me. Let me know. Let me know what part of the show you like. Let me know parts you didn't like. Let me know. Agree with me. Disagree with me. You know, I know last um, last episode I talked about Sasha Banks ratings. A lot of people didn't like that. They said so what? She's been gone for so long. But the best statement I saw somebody else come back was, "Are you gonna give John Cena and the Undertaker an eighty because their ratings are low too?" Until the next time, folks. I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.